1: Are you working? What kind of work you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. <laughs> And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray.
0: Touchdown in stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw.
1: Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get
0: to the house. Sideline. Pylon. Touchdown. And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yes, yeah, surprisingly. I believe. Waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Welcome,
2: into the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray11. And head on over to puntandpass.com, the number one destination in the world of college football. We got our YouTube page there. Dude, the YouTube comments get kind of crazy. I don't know if you've noticed uh, Aaron heading over to the Punt and Pass YouTube page, but people love watching us on YouTube. They love commenting. We got a lot of chatter from last Thursday's episode, of course, regarding the injury to JT Daniels, which we will dive into on this recap show. But we love it. So go subscribe over on YouTube. Check out puntandpass.com. I went 5-0 and against the spread on my picks. Once again, I back and you went three and two our locks are our locks are not exactly locks right now the door is wide open we're each one and four to the first five weeks but we are going to get it right back what a great weekend of college football Aaron you were out in LA calling the Hawaii Fresno State game from the studio little late night island action with our boy Aaron Murray on the call but you're back in Atlanta now how are you brother
3: Good man, and it was it was interesting. I tell you what, calling a game from monitors is not yeah. anywhere near. It felt like, you know, I'm sipping on a diet coke, eating some food, calling a game. It felt like I'm sitting on my couch at <laughs> That's home.
2: Pretty funny, the calling
3: Manning a game cast. with Noah
2: Manning cast.
3: Yeah, it was it was it was interesting, and especially being so late, I had to keep like reminding myself, bring energy, bring energy, drink more diet coke, drink more coffee. Yeah. Uh, get literally, I couldn't sleep. What up, time right? did you go to bed? Like so, 4
2: a.m.? Your heart was yeah, just was
3: pounding out of your chest. So amped up on caffeine all <laughs> night. But listen, it was a great game. It was Hawaii minus their quarterback. How about this crap? So right we're before literally, right? Five minutes before kickoff, yeah. the SID text us uh, saying, Hey, um, starting quarterback is out. And we have like half our intro, like the two minute intro is yeah. about him. So we get on with our producer. And I mean, we're four minutes till like,
2: yeah, till air. Time. yeah.
3: And we're like, uh, starting quarterback is now out for the game. So that, you know, that 45 seconds of showing highlights on him needs to go. And now we have to transition to talking about the backup for Hawaii, but backup, um, rough first three quarters made some plays in the second or in the in the fourth quarter excuse me and hawaii with the big upset on yeah the island. yeah first time winning a like a versus a ranked opponent in like 10 plus years so i wish we were there because they kept showing like highlights or images of the islands of course, island. of course. And i'm like oh my god i could be could have been on those beaches just feeling real good for the past five days but. yeah Uh, LA was straight
2: that's awesome yeah it was uh, an exciting game to tune in obviously I was flipping in between that and the end of the Auburn LSU game which we will break down of course a little bit later but first things first I mean the elite have separated themselves from the pack Aaron and that of course is Alabama and Georgia number one ranked Alabama number two ranked Georgia taking care of business in big ways this weekend, okay? Alabama wiping the floor with Ole Miss, forty-two to twenty-one. It was not as close as the scoreboard shows right there. And then Georgia, thirty-seven to nothing. The past two games have been shutouts. This defense is so legit. Uh, the crowd looked awesome in Athens. A noon kick, Fowler and Herb Street. Our boy Harris English was the guest picker on College Game Day. I'm so happy it wasn't Quavo, and that it was our boy Harris English picking. The the games on game day such a cool atmosphere for georgia to kind of be the premier show of the weekend but this team aaron i mean put me at quarterback and we'll have a chance to win a football game as soon as they went up 14 nothing i was like oh this game's over
3: yeah it it was done real fast it was done as soon as Arkansas got the ball and had two back-to-back offsides penalties, I'm like, yeah. game's over. Yeah. Game's are First and twenty, they're not going to get a first down. Georgia's going to get great field position, go down there, score again, and it's done. It is done. So, and I was been trying to, I've been pondering this question for the past 24 hours because I watched both games. Um, I actually watched Georgia's game twice. I went and watched the coaches' copy. Yeah. Um, on the plane ride back to Atlanta, and I just don't. I kind of want to say I'm more impressed with Alabama's win than I am Georgia's. I know Georgia's, really? was a bit, yeah, okay, okay, because I, because I thought Ole Miss, and I still think Ole Miss is a better football team than Arkansas, and, and Ole Miss's offense is one of the best, if not the best, offenses in the country. Alabama was up thirty-five, nothing. Like I, know. I knew,
0: yeah. you
3: and I, deep down inside, knew that Georgia was going to blow out Arkansas. We did, and we said so. And, and I know you picked. Alabama to cover the spread but I don't think you were expecting Alabama to. oh absolutely not absolutely not yes I think Alabama and, and and listen it's a coin toss I mean these are the it's one and two and there's no one else even close in the yeah country. I agree no with that. one is even close right now I don't know what's going to happen when these two face each other in Atlanta at the end of the season no idea at all and we got plenty more football to kind of see what unfolds but what Alabama did defensively, and then obviously we know what they can do offensively, did to Ole Miss was one of the most impressive things I've seen because that Ole Miss offense is is it's a thing of beauty. It, I, I you you don't see defenses at all. Yeah, slow them down. Yeah. so I thought that was impressive. And I had a really good feeling Georgia was going to slow down Arkansas if you're if you're one dimensional against Georgia's defense, especially if your one dimension is running the football. Yeah. You're going to die because that's that's yeah. Georgia's bread and butter. That front seven is going to eat you alive, and that's what they did the entire football game.
2: Yeah, you mentioned those first two plays for Arkansas. First off, huge credit to Georgia and Stetson Bennett for just going straight down the field in that first possession mm-hmm. and putting seven points on the board. I mean, that was a we came here to play ball type drive to start the game. And then Arkansas got the ball in the east end zone, of course, right there by the student section. Two consecutive false starts to start the game. I talked to my dad afterwards. My dad was on the field he goes loudest i've ever heard he goes seriously it was maybe the loudest he's ever heard sanford stadium at noon right in that moment a top 10 matchup in athens number eight arkansas number two georgia um I saw a really cool video on Twitter today. I was just trying to find it when you were talking. If somebody has it, please send it to me, at Drew Butler, at Punt and Pass, at Aaron Marie 11. But somebody has the video, the audio tape um, of the TV copy, and they took all the announcer's uh, voice out of it. So all you can hear is the crowd, and they've elevated the crowd noise, and they're right there in the student section with the sky. Can't, it is loud as hell. I mean, these guys can't hear anything. Yeah. Um, and then you saw them jump twice, uh, won the right tackle, false start and then i think the left guard on the second one like just started the play he thought he thought the ball was snapped
3: I, I i just love it i mean you go from last year and it's not not just the georgia game but i mean how many times were we watching football this weekend and it's been it's been the entire season but offenses i mean look at florida versus kentucky yeah. how many times did florida jump off sides and shoot themselves in the foot yeah. over and over and over again that didn't happen last year. No fans in the stands. It's quiet. Yeah. You're, yep. you're opposing quarterback, and you're out there doing the hard cadence because you can use it. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, these fans, and, and this is what makes, in my mind, college football so much more special than the NFL. And I love watching the NFL. Don't get me wrong. I'll be tuning in to watch the Bucks here in about 15, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. But the fans make the difference. Oh, it's the so co- huge. The, the quality of football in the NFL is better. Um You know, not being a four-hour game is great. When you watch an NFL game, all that's awesome. But when you turn it on and you see these these stadiums, you see the fans, you see the energy, you feel it, and it causes that many issues for opposing teams. I, I, it just it makes me so happy that we're back to normal football. No, you're totally right. To I see.
2: mean, Saturday night, Death Valley, Bo Nix making crazy plays. Those fans are going nuts. Obviously, Tuscaloosa, 330 CBS, Lane Kiffin coming to town. Those fans are going nuts. Georgia, the scene speaks for itself. Penn State, another night game. Now they're ranked number three in the country. as Or I think Iowa might be three. Penn State might be four. We got a great matchup coming up this weekend between Iowa and Penn State in the Big Ten. But that's what college football is all about about it's awesome and speaking of that okay let's kind of wrap put a bow on this Georgia victory a huge victory I said it last week you said it last week Arkansas is not ready look Georgia is on another level this defense is elite I loved how much they did run the ball they didn't have to throw the ball how many times did they throw the ball seven is that right 11 a lot no
3: seven or 11 I want to say see I'm looking at right now box score Passes thrown seven for 11. Seven for 11. Okay, so obviously
2: last Thursday we were talking about the phantom lat injury that happened to JT Daniels. It obviously not a phantom lat injury, but he had the oblique. It kind of snuck around to his lat. And then Friday night, Saturday morning, it was like, hey, Stetson's playing. And I'm going, wow. I'm just kind of listening. I'm going, wow, this is crazy. I'm sitting there going, this is crazy. Credit to Stetson Bennett, okay, first off. The guy is so cool, calm, and collected for such a big moment. Aaron That is a huge-ass game for Georgia. And he goes in there and he commands the offense. He uses his legs to extend the play, move the chains, keep continuing to run the ball, calm everybody down in that moment. And I just got to give him a ton of credit the guy is ready when he is called upon um, and and who knows how this is going to continue to roll out throughout the season but I think you were onto to something last week when you said it seems like the coaches are making it a point to play Stetson in the first four weeks because maybe they just simply can't trust or rely on JT to be there week in and week out which obviously is proving to be true five weeks through the season keep in mind Georgia has beaten two top ten teams uh, and then they've dismantled the rest of the competition which has been below average but still it speaks volumes to the readiness of Stetson Bennett his ability to lead this offense and most importantly I think just to manage an environment which is really important especially with a team as good as Georgia
3: Stetson it, 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 and I would love to if there's a way to go back and just figure out this stat somehow Stetson has, has won more games then any JT quarterback. Has. He's, no, no, no. Not, not saying that. Has won more games as a starting quarterback with less practice reps yeah. than any college quarterback of all time. I think. Yeah. I, I, go, I go back to last season when 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 JT transferred in when when you know the the dude from Wake Forest. I'm drawing his blank now. Jamie because, Newman. Jamie Newman transferred in. Those guys are getting all the reps. You know, I went to the scrimmage. You remember I told you last year, I'm, I'm at the scrimmage. I'm in the stadium. Um, it's, it's August. We're still trying to figure out if there's a season or not a season, all that stuff. But Stetson didn't get any reps in the entire scrimmage. Besides when everyone went in at halftime, he got reps with the freshmen, the walk-ons. That's it. That's all he got. Fast forward two weeks later, He's now the starting quarterback for Georgia. Yeah. And barely got any reps with the number ones. I'm sure this offseason got no reps with the ones because of JT getting you know, figuring out his timing and everything and getting going. This kid has had barely any reps with the starting unit. Yeah. And, and just keeps doing what he needs to do. He's ready to go. He works his tail off. He knows the offense inside and out. I mean, it's it, it, honestly, it's one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, it is. A I, kid that gets no reps is just said, you just get third-string reps. You get fourth-string reps. You can work with the walk-ons. You can work with the freshmen. Okay, coach, fine with me. Yeah. But I'm here. Whenever you need me, I'm ready to go. And and he just answers the bell Every single time. And, and and I just absolutely love it. I love the kid um, and the running attack, man. It was good to see. And that's exactly what you have to do versus Arkansas. For sure. But we said last week, you can't, it's tough to throw the football against that three-three-five because they get too many safeties. There's just not really a lot of holes. But what you can do is you can run at them. And you can make them force them to get out of that, get a safety in the box, and then see if you can throw from there. But they didn't have to. They beat him up up front. It was good to see the offensive line really dominate. 273 rushing yards, almost five yards a pop, three touchdowns. And it was just like one back after another, after another, James is in, Zamir is in, Kenny's in, Kendall's in, Stetson's doing his thing. Edwards came in. I'm like, holy crap.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just an onslaught of talent and depth and fresh legs. And you can just wear people down. And leaning on that defense is just obviously such a huge advantage for any offense, George is in a really good position. The only question mark they have, Aaron, moving forward, is the quarterback position. It's kind of weird how it's all playing out. Um, Again, I think it's important to understand that you and I prognosticating and talking about this situation comes from our previous experience within a locker room, okay? Like, that is how our opinion around what's happening here is is coming across and this is what's crazy to me right before kickoff when holly Rowe is talking to kirby smart and kirby smart says stetson's going to be the starter she said what is the deal with jt daniels and he said quote his lat is bothering him okay i looked around i go okay His lat's bothering him. He's not going to play. K.J. Jefferson, knee sprain a week ago, Arkansas's quarterback. He got in there and played. After the game, Seth Emerson from the Athletic Reports, and this is a quote from Stetson Bennett, quote, I was the starter all week. JT had something going on. It's so interesting to me because the Arkansas game, Aaron, was really the start of the meat of Georgia's schedule. Okay, Georgia's heading to Auburn this weekend, Mm -hmm. and then they're going to welcome in Kentucky, who just upset Florida. Then you get a bye week and you got to go down to Jacksonville and play Florida, which really you could wrap up the SEC East that weekend if you take care of business indecision at the quarterback position is the only thing that can hold this Georgia team from just freaking taking off into the stratosphere and it's unfortunate because you know you have the talent you want JT to get healthy if he's not a hundred percent and he doesn't want to put the team in a bad position I guess you let Stetson go but we all see JT's talent we all understand how Stetson can lead this football team if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. I want to know who the starter is. And I guess my question to you is this. If JT does says he's healthy, do you just say, OK, you're the starter again? Stetson's playing pretty damn good football right now. Is there an incoming quarterback controversy?
3: I don't think so. I think I think if JT's healthy, I think JT's a starting quarterback Um once again, I love Stetson. I love what yeah, he does, but I yeah. think JT is, is more talented. I think we can agree on that one. You know, Stetson can run the football. I mean, that's the big difference. And I was having this talk with my dad last night about this. He's like, Oh, well, Stetson's great. I was like, you know, first off, Stetson, can get, you know, wasn't asked to do a ton. You know what he does. He comes in. He's very efficient, but there is a big difference when JT's the quarterback and the ability to push the ball down the field. The vertical passing attack, it's non-existent when JT's the quarterback, or excuse me, when Stetson's the quarterback. That's the big difference in my mind. If you really want to have a chance to beat Alabama, you can't just run the football. Yeah. If you want to beat Alabama, you're going to have to attack the secondary. You're going to have to get chunk plays. You're going to have to score points. For how good our defense is, you're still going to have to score 28 to 35 points to beat Alabama. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, 100%. If, you put, if you put Georgia's defense against Alabama right now, Alabama would still get, in my opinion, somewhere in the twenties, which is incredible. I yeah. mean, if you hold Alabama to the twenties in a football game, you, you are, and they are the best defense in college football, but saying that you're going to have to score in the high twenties to low thirties to then win it. And you're not going to be able to do that with our rushing attack. You have to do it, throwing the ball vertically down the field. JT is more capable of that. So that's why in my mind get him healthy. I yeah. still think right now based on the schedule, you know, Georgia's is going to be favorite. They should win every single game. I'm a little bit worried for this weekend. I do think Auburn is better than maybe what we what we think they are. Um, but Georgia's defense. It's like you can say Georgia's that and you go, man, Georgia's defense day. is just so But Auburn's damn. defense is a bad yeah. though.
2: No, you're right. And, you know, Coach yeah. Bobo, obviously, as the on offensive the coordinator, Three thirty kick, Jordan-Hare Stadium on the road. Auburn had a big win a week ago. You're 100% correct, Aaron. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. Get JT Daniels healthy. That's yes. when you can really utilize the entire offensive playbook, stretch the field, you know, pass to run, which would be a huge help to Georgia's offense. And down the line later on in the season, when you're chasing the championship, man, you got to have all hands,
1: 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best.
2: Georgia's defense is full of badass dudes. Nolan Smith. Adam Anderson, Nakobe Dean flies around
3: Dude, the football Kobe field. Dean oh my God. I know I mean, I'm watching the film. That's more the coaches copied this morning. And I'm just like, Holy crap. He's like Rennie. I mean, because Rennie used to be freaking all over yeah. the place he's too. Yeah, the speed. I mean, so many times it's like, okay, it's a great play called by Arkansas. But George is just faster, yeah, better, yeah, and and it's just like, how the hell did they get there? How do they do it? So many simulated pressure. So you know they'll bring one or two linebackers, but then they'll drop both ends. So you think it's like, oh my god, they're bringing five, six guys? No, they're just bringing four. Yeah, and they're getting to the quarterback. But they're getting to the quarterback, and they're just the, the way they scheme it up to confuse offensive linemen is it's awesome. But it's at the end of the day, they're just better. Yeah, they're faster, they're stronger, uh, better technique. And all 11 of them are, they play just in, 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 in such great team ball. Yeah. When you watch the defense, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's a lot of fun to watch the offense, um, Great weekend, man! Yeah, it was. Those games and, and, then, too. and then you Cincinnati, let Georgia. Baby. Oh,
2: I know. I think you let Georgia score on special teams. You know, yep. we were enough about Georgia. Yeah, they, they were awesome. Yeah. We'll get into that on Thursday's episode. But Cincinnati. I, I, was, I was
3: waiting for you to really start bashing Dan Mullen in this episode, especially with this conference <laughs> after the game.
2: I saw the conference after the game, Coach Mullen. Um, well, you know, it's expected. Uh, that's what I come to expect from Coach Mullen. So I'm not as surprised as maybe some others would be. But Cincinnati upsets Notre Dame to get a number huge, five in the country now huge when they beat notre dame 24 to 13 in south bend they are now number five in the country they have a, a win over a big 10 team in indiana they have a win over notre dame now they're going to get into the meat of their aac schedule and i would assume that they take care of business penn state blanks indiana 24 not the number three oregon goes down on the farm against stanford 31 to 24 let's touch on this alabama game okay pre-game Jamie Erdahl, CBS Sports, gets Lane Kiffin asking him their usual pre-kick questions, and he says, get your popcorn ready, and freaking chucks his headphone off his head. Like typical Link Kiffin. So Obviously highly emotional. I mean, the place was totally packed. It was a bad look. And then... Alabama beat the brakes off Ole Miss. I mean, I saw a statistic today. People were bashing Lane Kiffin for going on, for going forward on, on those two first. Possession fourth downs, right? I think his first two possessions, Ole Miss went for it on fourth and short. And they're like, oh, well, he just lost the game. He just lost the game. He threw in the white tile. He was scared, X, Y, and Z. A football statistician came out today and actually said those were the correct calls from a situational football standpoint to go for it. So obviously, he made the right statistical calls. It backfired in a big way. The route was on early. His pregame interview i mean i guess you could call it childish i think it would have been fine if he didn't throw the headset off but then alabama big al was dancing in the popcorn bucket and uh, people have been tweeting about it on social media i'll just put it this way there are Contenders and there are pretenders. And right now, as far as I can tell, Georgia and Alabama are the contenders. I'm really excited to see Iowa and Penn State tilt this upcoming weekend in the Big Ten. I can't really buy either of those teams right now, just because simply put, they don't have the defense that Georgia and Alabama have.
3: Well, Iowa is a good defense. Well, Penn State's secondary is like I think they're all like fifth year seniors or something like that. It's something crazy. Yeah. I mean, listen, we'll we'll see, but. I just think from top to bottom, neither of those teams could sniff what Georgia and Alabama have on the, on the field right now, you know, but I mean, they are right now based on what we've seen from the rest of the country. Obviously Oregon was a pretender, you know, that's an ugly loss this weekend. I think Oklahoma is a pretender. I think they win the game for Texas this weekend, but that—that's a team too. That's that they're going to lose eventually. Yeah, they just keep playing with fire. Yeah, they're going to lose, and they could lose to Texas this upcoming weekend. I think Cincinnati is going to go undefeated. Um, and this weekend, I mean, shoot, Cincinnati could be a top four team after this weekend. I
2: know,
3: you know, after this Penn State Iowa game, that Cincinnati is going to move up and really have a chance to make the playoffs, which I absolutely love because I think they are a very good complete football team. Michigan keeps winning, but I think they're kind of pretenders. I mean, really, Iowa, Penn State, winner of that kind of is in the driver's seat somewhat, but it's still all it is going to be is Georgia, Alabama and Atlanta. Oh God, Georgia, Alabama, regardless afterwards, uh, it's going to be one versus two. they They're still going to be one and two. They'll win their playoff games and then they'll have a rematch in the championship.
2: Oh my. That, that's just I don't want that to happen georgia against so alabama no in right indianapolis indiana i mean give would you, me would a you would
3: you rather have georgia okay let's say georgia wins the game would you rather have georgia won whoever to alabama three or would you rather say no i'd rather see that game because we know they're the best two teams in the country
2: yeah i don't know i mean that's a hypothetical i guess i would want to see who the four teams are but like you know
3: i think you'd want to I mean, go right in there as number one yeah, just, you, hey, just say just say if it happened right now, yeah. and, and say Iowa, Iowa runs the table the rest of the way, or maybe has one loss, okay. and Cincinnati's in two. Okay, so we got Georgia, Alabama, Iowa, Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, I would want to play. Uh, I would want to. I would want Iowa to be the fourth seed. I would not want Georgia to play Cincinnati again.
3: Okay, regardless, I'm, I'm saying you'd rather have Georgia, Alabama, one, two. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, yes. yes. I see what you're of, saying now. Yes. Yes. yes,
2: sorry, I was confused. I hundred percent agree with you to where they don't, would have to play force, don't to then in
3: the play. Yes, agreed, agreed,
2: totally agree. Totally agree. Um, Florida, probably not going to be in the college football playoff. They lose their second game of the season. Fall to Kentucky in Lexington, 20 to 13. Look, we all knew that they had questions on the offensive side of the ball. I didn't think it'd be that bad. I mean, I knew eight, eight and a half was way too much. That's why you and I both took Kentucky on um, pump pass and pick last Thursday. But, man, no ability to close. It is a, it's a bad loss for Florida, simply put. It's their second conference loss because they, uh, of course, gave Alabama a good run for their money. But way behind the eight ball now. The, the schedule's only man, getting killed, tougher. I, penalties I know, killed. killed
3: I mean, they, they were driving, and they, and they looked good, and I thought Emory played fine. It's just when you have 15 penalties for 115 yards, and your, you know, Kentucky was four for thirty. You're not going to win those games. Turnovers were even. Time of possession. I mean, Florida had the ball for 36 minutes compared to Kentucky's 23. And that's what Mullen but said, penalties. right? He was talking about penalties, yardage and penalties. time yeah. of possession. And I mean, a third of your yards that you gained, you lost on penalties. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, you can't win games doing that on the road. I mean, that was the that, that was the difference in the football. Game. Florida was the better team. They shot themselves in the foot and yeah. Kentucky took advantage of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. And look, you know, of course, Coach Mullen's going to say those things uh, post game. I mean, he's going to stick up for his team. They, they did, they, they killed themselves with penalties. If you look at the box score, I mean, it looks like Florida should have boat raced Kentucky. Race Kentucky.
3: One for three on third downs, only 224 total yards. I mean, Kentucky's stat line is atrocious. Florida's is way better. It's just the, the one big difference, the glaring difference, is the penalties. Yep, penalties will kill you. Where but that goes down to, at the end of the day, too, the, the, the fans. I mean, that last drive, Oh yeah. going, going down the field, and they just can't stay inside the 10-yard line because they keep getting penalties and getting pushed back five yards. It's like a positive play. Oh, hey, we're at the five-yard line. Oh, nope, next play, full start, back you up to the 10, full start, back you up to the 15. You're like, oh, my goodness, man. Like, just control it. So... I don't know what they do going forward. You know, Richardson played a little bit, not a lot. You know, one for one, eight yards. What do you have, five carries for 25? I still think he needs to get more PT. Yeah. If he's healthy, if the hamstring is good to go, I would love to see him get some more playing time. They got a big game this weekend. Um, actually, no, they don't. They have Vanderbilt. So give him a lot of playing time. Let him even start the damn game versus Vanderbilt. Yeah, for sure. Florida had
2: 382 total yards, Kentucky 224. Florida had 21 first downs, Kentucky 13. Florida, time of possession, 36 minutes and 18 seconds. Kentucky, 23 minutes and 42 seconds, which brings up one of my favorite quotes from Bruce Arians. He would always say, I don't give a shit about time of possession. All I care about is time of production. He was like, let's put points on the board. I don't care if you hold the ball for 50 minutes out of the 60. If you can't score points. It doesn't matter, and that I think goes to show you exactly when you look at the team statistics of that Florida Kentucky game. And you got to put the ball in the end zone, or else late in the game, those penalties shooting yourself in the foot will kill you. And it did in that game. You know, hey, shout out to Kentucky five and o three and o in the conference second tied best for first in the, East. East. I've been in the, the all year. They're going to be
3: the second best With team Georgia. in the East that
2: they are right now. All right, well, what about the West? Because let's wrap this thing up. Number wait, twenty-two, wait, Auburn. How about that? How about the Tennessee? Oh yeah, Just, yeah. Look, you know where did that come top. from?
3: Holy Rocky Josh Top! Find,
2: finding a little love on uh, on Rocky Top there. Fifty five is that what they scored? 62. 62. Tennessee. Look, you gotta love it, man. You gotta love it. I mean, a team. They, they, they should have beat
3: Pittsburgh. They should have beat. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Pitt. Pitt looks like top class in the ACC right now. I know, and they were they were they should have won that game for they Pittsburgh. You felt about dropping the ball. Um, and I'm really happy right now with 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 uh, Hooker at quarterback. So much better, better yeah. decision, more accurate, takes care of the football. I mean, if Hooker was a quarterback first Pittsburgh, the starter, you know, this team would be four and one right now.
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And, uh, you know,
3: Georgia's- and they played well versus Florida in the first half. Florida, I mean, just the depth kind of ran, ran away with it. But, you know, Tennessee has a chance to be a bowl team.
2: I love it. I love it. All right, you were very adamant. It was your lock of the Week last week. LSU at home, minus three and a half. Auburn's no good. Auburn looked like crap the week before. And I said, hold your horses. Hold on a second. Yeah, they had to pull Bo Nix when they almost lost to Georgia State. Yeah, TJ Finley had to come in the game and save the day. But I just thought... I'm going to take Auburn with the points. Things happen in that series, especially in Baton Rouge, especially when it's a night game. You even brought up the point first night game, home game with fans since COVID at LSU. I go, just give me the points. And then I'm watching Bo Nix turn into Johnny Manziel right in front of my eyes. I'm like, what the hell is going on? It was really unbelievable game. LSU couldn't tackle the guy. He kept making play after play. Auburn comes up with a massive win. They beat LSU 24 to 19 in Death Valley, and of course they will welcome Georgia to Jordan-Hare this upcoming weekend in the 3:30 SEC game. So, hey, shout out Auburn. I mean, what a big I win. I mean,
3: Bo Nix was stupid. I yeah. mean, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, just tackle the damn dude uh, half the times that he made those plays. If he didn't make half those plays, LSU wins the game. Yeah. I mean, the one where he's rolling out to the right, tight end is in the flat all the way, literally, the tight end's on the sideline. Bow reverses field. Tight end somehow gets back in the pitcher after Bow makes four guys miss, throws it in the air. I was like, where the hell is he throwing this football? Some random tight end comes all the way across the field to make the catch for a touch. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, you said it. Johnny Manziel asked the entire football game. You know, I went back and watched the Penn State game this morning. He was doing the same thing in that one. I mean, really. And I said it last week when we talked about after the 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 game versus State Georgia State, you know, it wasn't Bo Nix's fault. I mean, Bo Nix didn't have his best game. You know, he was a little bit off at times for State. But his receivers were terrible. His offensive line was terrible. Yeah, they still can't run the football. I mean, Tank has been—you know—Tank is the best running back in the SEC. One of the best running backs in the SEC had nine carries for twenty-seven yards this past week for scholarship. Yeah, I mean he's not. Both led the team with reception with with rushing yards with seventy-four. They can't run the football. I mean, all pressure is. Well, on good
2: luck Bo against Nicks. Georgia then. Yeah, exactly. I
3: mean, all good. pressure right now is on Bo Nix to be Superman. And, you know, I, I, I think he's done a good job this year and I think he needs to be the starting quarterback going forward. Yeah. You know, I don't really like TJ Finley. Well, Um it, it's, 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 the craziness has been less on Bo, I think, more in the supporting cast. And, and you know, obviously that worries me going forward for this team. But he's making a way, you know, he's finding a way to win right now. And he's played better on the road, which is good. Yeah. He I played mean, well yeah. at Penn State. Yeah. He played well this weekend versus LSU on the road. And that was not
2: his MO heading into the season. Yeah. I mean, Auburn was down 13-0 in that game. Came back and won 24-19. And i got to give one guy a lot of credit. I, don't, I know you watch a lot more tape than I do. That's obvious. But Max Johnson throws some amazing footballs. I mean, he— you, fit you know, it know in. I, I know, him. I know. And you I know, watched him I was going, damn, game. this kid's good. Like, he can spin it.
3: That, that was not his best game, too. He was, he was very late with his eyes. Auburn did a great job mixing up. They'd, you know, rush four, rush three. They had, a, you know, a spinner, a defensive end that would kind of wander around. Uh, they would drop eight in the coverage. They were doing a lot. Uh, that you know a lot of things he hasn't seen i just think his eyes were late a lot in the football game was not his best you know obviously he he's throws you know some tremendous passes throughout the game but i guarantee you he wish he can go back and have about five six of those uh back and and, and give lsu a better chance to win but i think he's going to be the best quarterback in the sec next season all right that's uh you know, not in my mind that is high praise they, they can't run the ball either 26 carries for 11 yards. I mean, we talk about Bo having to be Superman. Max has to be Superman, too. They can't run the football. You know, this is still, I said, at the end of the season, everyone's so enamored with the passing game. The best teams in the country still know how to run the football first. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, 100 100%. 100%. Percent, one hundred percent. Remember when I was talking to you earlier in the episode about that video uh, that stripped the commentary so you could just hear the crowd noise? Our buddy Ryan Skates over at the Poor Man's Game Notes just tweeted it out, so I retweeted it at Drew Butler, and it was from uh, Bass and Dog on Twitter. So shout out to Bass and Dog; it's great. Go check it out. I retweeted it, so you'll see it on my feed. Okay, let's um, let's wrap this thing up what a great weekend of football we got another awesome weekend coming up week six i cannot believe how fast the season goes by once it gets started but i have one question for you before we go what about, no, Erb- still- what about urban uh, meyer oh god urban. <laughs> oh, oh whoa you urban. Know what he's trying to do he's trying to get fired he's trying to sabotage himself out so he can go yeah, to usc
3: 100 so percent Bad look, dude. Bad. I mean, this bad this is. I mean, look. I think we all heard the rumors that Florida, why he left Florida, was for shit stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, once a dog, always a dog. I mean, know. a
2: dog. Well, hey, oh, look, okay. um, just can't. Yeah, just can't do that, man. Come on, can't do that. Can't Speaking of dogs, do you
3: know, I, I put in my second request for, uh, to go to practice on Wednesday. And, and, you know, got another, we'll get back to you. Really? Yeah.
2: Do they view you as Aaron Murray? um, Fantastic alumni, great steward of the university.
3: That's done all these alumni events this year. Well, I mean,
2: yeah, you know, obviously uh, we understand that you work for CBS sports, but my goodness, you're Aaron Murray. Look, I'm well, your number also, one fan. There's no doubt about that. But come come on now. What are you going to do, go in there and videotape it and go send it to Coach Bobo?
3: Well, and, and they act like I'm some beat writer that, you know, these other guys that are going in there and typing up articles. I'm just going in there to help me get, prepare for the game. Like you're calling the saying, game. I'm calling the game. Everything I'm going to be saying is not going to happen until game time. Like I'm not doing writing articles leading up to the game. This is just for me. To talk well about Georgia football as the game is going on on TV live.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, they would let Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler come in. They called the game this past weekend.
3: Yeah, I, gotta, I need to find a way to ask Kirk if he, if he was allowed and be like, really? Come on. Interesting. Yeah, Aaron Murray getting called up to the
2: bigs again. I mean, obviously you've done SEC on CBS uh, in the past, but man, Georgia Auburn, we're fired up for you, man.
3: I'm hoping to get Georgia Kentucky the next week. There's a chance that that we get that game too. Oh, I love that. Awesome. Might get back-to-back, back, which would be awesome. Should, so we, we'll should
2: What should the hashtag be on social media to let Aaron Murray go to practice? Let Murray practice. Murray wants to practice, okay?
3: Murray wants to practice. <laughs> Murray, he's a grinder. I he just, just wants to get, get in it. there and get to work, man. I mean, it just absolutely kills me that they are just making this so tough for me to go watch a Wednesday practice. Now, I was texting Bobo today. He's like, yeah, we practice at 3.30. Come on on Thursday. He's like, hey, can I come to practice on Thursday? Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, come 3:30. on. 3.30. Doors open. Make sure you just – you know, hit up our SID, just let them know, and, and door's open. I'm like, thanks, Bobo. I can't yeah, go thanks, to Georgia's coach. practice, but Auburn, you know, welcome me with open arms over here.
2: Hashtag let Murray practice. Yeah, At least one Jeez. quarterback wants to. My man Murray. Get him in there. Unbelievable. All right. You can hit us up on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He is at Aaron Murray 11 puntandpass.com. We've got a huge week coming up. Our boy Aaron Murray is calling the Georgia-Auburn game on CBS, 3.30 p.m. Eastern time, SEC on CBS. Anything on the way out, my man?
3: No, it's going to be me and uh, no- uh, Noah. Is Noah going to be the play-by-play guy? Yeah, no, it's going to oh, be a play-by-play awesome. guy.
2: Yeah, that'll be fantastic. I'm dying. God, in, his dude. voice. I can't
3: wait. So I was, I was, I'm literally just texting him now. I was like, hey, I need your routine before you do games. So like, I'll, I'll, we'll walk through it on Friday night and, and have you tuned up and ready to go I for I think Saturday. he gargles wild turkey whiskey. I think that's what he yeah, does. Yeah, 100%. Got to get mean, that deep rasp. He literally, I mean, he's calling the game and I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I feel like I'm sitting next to his dad. Yeah, i an eagle studs just like him i was like goodness gracious that's yeah, it'll be it'll be us two in a in new highs on the booth oh dude perfect love that
2: crew love that crew awesome awesome all right well everybody have a great week we will talk to you on
0: thursday he's aaron i'm drew we'll talk to you thursday see you.
1: Hey everybody, Buck Baloo here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down.